Hey, Bob and Joyce listeners, Bob Stapleton here. Joyce and I are really excited because we have a guest, Joe Doty, joining us. Joe is my good friend and mentor. He and I also co-lead an OD leadership special interest group that meets on a monthly basis. Let me tell you a little bit about Joe's background and set up today's conversation. Joe is executive director at Fagan Leadership Program and Duke School of Medicine Leadership Development Program, better known as LEAD. Joe is a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point and has had a 28-year distinguished career in the Army as both a leader and academic. Joe holds two master degrees along with a PhD from the University of Northern Colorado. Joe, I would describe him as a deep thinker who's passionate about helping leaders better themselves. In addition to coaching and teaching, Joe authors academic papers on topics focused on leadership. And his most recent paper, The Cure for Burnout and Implicit Bias, Emotional Intelligence, is the subject of today's conversation. Nowhere has burnout been more prevalent than for frontline medical workers. Joe, in his role at Duke School of Medicine, has seen close up the impact of burnout on medical professionals. Joe joins us today to talk about his role at Duke School of Medicine, helping leaders get ahead of and overcoming burnout. So let's get started. Come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hi, Bob. Grab a snack and everybody come on in. We have a guest today that we're really excited to have you meet. Yeah, I, I, this is a, a, a someone I've known for probably five or six years, Joe, would you say? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, Joyce, you love coffee and you love coffee stains. Th- that's really the foundation of my relationship with Joe. He's uh, a great coffee house buddy uh, that has real conversations. Let's hear it for that. Okay. So, um, Joe, you uh, recently wrote an article. The Cure for Burnout and Implicit Bias, Emotional Intelligence. And that piqued Joyce and mine's interest, uh, piqued our interest in talking to you because uh, our most recent podcast was about dealing with uncertainty and chaos and burnout. So we're thrilled to have you as another voice to take us a little bit deeper in this conversation. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Great. You feeling the pressure? Nope. <laughs> so, so I mean, looking at the number of papers that you've written, you've written a lot on a, on many different topics, usually related to people and leadership. Uh, but why this topic, burnout, and why now, from your perspective? Um, the uh, what? Well, couple reasons. One. Um, Burnout, again, when I say burnout, I'm, I'm hoping the audience um, thinks about the word resilience because burnout and resilience are, are like shoes and socks. They just kind of go together. Um, and I've, just for years, uh, I've been interested in the topic of burnout, both post-military and doing my work now at, um, with medical education, the uh, Duke Med School, and and then overlay because obviously people in in the in the, the military deal with burnout slash resilience. Uh, people in healthcare certainly deal with burnout and resilience, 
and then overlay COVID and the pandemic and the whole world is dealing, has been dealing, is dealing with and will continue to deal with the issues of uh, burnout. And so as I've just thinking about the topic, uh, I, and I'm also a big fan of the uh, skills of emotional intelligence. And so I, that I ended up writing this paper as a, I like to be a solution guy, a recommender. I, my listening style is recommending to a fault. So that's where the, that's where it came from. Okay. And, you know, you, you talked about burnout. From your perspective, give us your definition of burnout. What does it look like? Burnout is, is being um, physically, psychologically, emotionally, and, and or spiritually, either e any of those singularly or any combination of those um, being depleted in those areas to a point where it's affecting your, um, your performance, uh, both in your personal life and your professional life. So physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and and or spiritually. That's my yeah. definition. Tapped out. Tapped out. Great, great word. Yeah. Tapped yeah. out. No, Tapped out. Depleted. Exhausted. Numb. Yeah. I, I have a question, Bob. Sure. Um, I did a study on burnout for child abuse and neglect social workers. And used to uh, talk about it a lot, but one of the things I noticed is that you would think people would know they were burned out, but it was more like they had to hold that hand to the flame anyway. It's like they didn't have enough reserve to look up and go, wow, something's not right here. And they were surprised to be told, maybe you might be burned out. Do you find that to be true, that people will keep doing the same thing? because they don't have the emotional or the reserves to do something different or to notice that they're done and still in place. Um, great observation, Joyce. You, you've really touched on two aspects of, of burnout um, being depleted. And, and then you also said not knowing. Um, I, I, in some ways I look at, I know it's not binary, but I, I look at um, being burned out as it's, it's either a function of a lack of self-awareness, meaning I don't, meaning I don't know, mm -hmm. um, or lack of self-management. I do know, and, I, and I'm not either, either I can't. Which, which I guess I think gets to your first point. I can't deal with it because I don't have anything left to deal with it, or I don't know how, or I don't want to, or I'm in a culture where we don't, where this is a badge of honor to have stayed awake for 72 straight hours and not eaten any meals. And <laughs> yeah. so, oh, don't laugh. Uh, so, 
your your observations and questions are, are spot on. You know, I this is going to be a little bit of an admission. Um, a clear indicator to me that I'm burnout is that when someone suggests to me that I'm burnout, I blow my top. I go, you know, I just literally lose it. And in the moment of losing it, I'm like, what's going on here? So <laughs> I'm denying it at the same time, like, could they be right? No, let's let's strike out at them. Anyway, I don't know where that came from, but uh, that was kind of a truth burp from Bob. So um, explain why you see emotional intelligence. So let's go there. Explain why you see it as the antidote to burnout. This is where I get into a lot of, uh, not trouble, but... Um, we like trouble. Um, I'm... I've been accused many times and accurately, quite frankly, that I've oversimplified um, a lot of issues, not just burnout, implicit bias, and a lot of these issues. I am a firm believer and I have, and I'm, and I challenge people to present arguments where I'm wrong on this one, that the, the foundational skills of almost everything that a human being does are self-awareness and self-management. And so self-awareness being meaning being cognitively and emotionally present in the moment. That's, that's my definition. Cognitively, physically, psychologically, spiritually present in the moment. And so if that's an accurate definition of self-awareness, um, then if you are burned out, then by definition, if you are self-aware, you would know it. That's, a, that's about as simple as, does that make sense? So if I'm tired or if, I haven't, if I'm really hungry or if I'm emotionally spent um, because I forgot to buy the milk and the eggs that my wife wanted me to because the I was running out of gas and I thought the transmission in my car was given out and my boss is mad at me and all of these things are building up. How am I aware of all of these external um, uh, um, threats to my, to my identity, to my being? And so step one to burnout is simply being aware Again, I would argue by definition, if you if you lack self-awareness, the skills of being able to be self-aware, then you most likely won't know that you are experiencing burnout, whether it's physical, mental. Now, physical is, I mean, if, if you're physically burned out, um, again, we could break one, we could go by these. Uh, domain by domain. You know, if you're hungry, you usually know it because your stomach's telling you. Um, if you haven't slept in three days, you probably know it. But if so, maybe it's a macho thing and you're trying to say, well, I can stay awake for another three days. When you're emotionally and spiritually uh, burnt out, those are do two domains where I would argue, especially if you lack self awareness, uh, could be very, very problematic. So, so Joe. I don't know if I've answered your question. No, you have, but it's, it's kind of spurred another question. So looking over the last 18 months, 20 months now, uh, 
so I get self-awareness really being the first step in, in getting out of being burnt out. As, as you look based on your experience, you know, if you think about burnout as an absolute in the population of this country, uh, 20% of people are burnt out. I'm making it up. Of those 20%, how, how many get to that thing you call self-awareness? I mean, how, how prevalent is not seeing burnout from your perspective? Um, wow. I've never thought of that. It's a great question. Um, I was actually talking to a friend this morning, uh, kind of on that same topic. Um, out of that 20%, I would argue... I would say more than half lack self-awareness. Um, and really, you know, if let's say America, there's the population of, of the U.S. is say 350 million people. I guess you can't, if you, if you take off the, you know, kids that are, I don't know, yeah. seven years old and younger, right. maybe yeah. don't have, are not ready for those kind of skills. Uh, and people in nursing homes that are not consciously aware, people. I would say it, it, it's my experiences. I have no data on this whatsoever, but it's my experiences that over half of the population would not be self-aware to the point where, quite frankly, and I do have some data on this, a lot of people don't even know, like they, they've never even heard the word. So they don't even know what it means. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Um, what do you think about this lack of awareness and burnout and the anger that is bubbling up? Any thoughts? It's great, on that? Is it's, there- uh, I love the way you. <laughs> I love the way you worded the question. Um, lack of awareness, build up, anger. Lack of awareness speaks for itself. So um, we have a fellow human who lacks awareness. Stuff is building up inside him or her. They are not aware that it is that that is occurring. Primarily at a cognitive and emotional level, and then the outburst. Mm-hmm. I, when I teach emotional intelligence, two of the uh, um, easy to understand examples I used are temper tantrums and uh, and road rage. Everybody, I'm not saying everybody's experienced. Well, everybody has experienced temper tantrums either that they have done or they have seen other people do. And anybody that's ever driven in a car has experienced road rage, either they've experienced or they've seen it. And so again, these skills we're talking about are not philosophical. These are tangible skills. And so when I talk about a temper tantrum, I, I, in some ways, Joyce, I walk them through exactly what you just got through saying, which was, are you aware that this is building up inside you? Um, again, that's a, that's that, in some ways, that's a binary question. You're either aware that the, the, the emotions or the anger is building and then it explodes. Um, as a part of that example, I use how many times have, have we said to ourselves, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. 
or I apologize for saying that to you, or I wish those words wouldn't come, would, would not have come out of my mouth. Well, if you're, if you're high in self-awareness and self-management, you, you're less likely to have to say that because you can feel is whoa talk about a discipline pardon me i said self-management is such a, a, a important and tough discipline that has to i think have a spiritual element i don't i, I agree it yes and it's just so important that when you're talking about self-awareness that the Arguably, the next words that come out of your mouth should be self-management, because I can't, I can't really self-manage if I'm not self-aware. Back to your awareness, building anger. Where did that anger come from? I, I don't know where it came from. Yeah. If, well, it came from somewhere. Um, I won't, you know, there's a lot of, there is a fair amount of research on this topic in terms of um, evolutionary psychology. I won't go into all that stuff right now, but when you think about evolutionary psychology and you think about some of the strongest emotions, one being anger, two being uh, jealousy or yes, envy. Yes, 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 oh, that's a good one. Think about that from a historical evolutionary perspective, so... Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've written three books in the area of sort of spiritual development, I would say. But one of the titles is um, Devotions for the, no, Reflections for the Spiritually Cranky. And I'm always surprised at how people that are going, oh, God, I don't want to hear that title. She's going to ask me to pray. When they hear the spiritually cranky, it ignites something that goes, yes, I am. I don't like the church, I can't go there. I don't have any place to go that feels right for this part of me that longs. And also the part that could help self-management. We yeah. don't have that prevalent today in our culture. No, we don't. And again, that's why, you know, if I was king for a day, we would be teaching seven and eight-year-olds the skills of self-awareness and self-management. Yeah. I mean, again, I've heard, oh, where was I recently? Yeah, doesn't matter. I I heard a, a HR woman who's who had to be fifty, uh, at least fifty years old, say to me, "This is two weeks ago." Say to me on this exact topic we're talking about. Say to me, "I wish I had learned self awareness and self management thirty years ago." Mm -hmm. So, how did you learn it? Um, wow, what a great question! I learned it by failing miserably. Mm -hmm. By having a complete lack of self-awareness. Yep. So it's usually, well, many times it takes a big bump. Correct. And there were many big bumps in, in, in my story. And so that's how I learned it. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned it the hard way, which is the way most people do learn it, which yeah. is why, you know, let's don't repeat the past. Let's teach, let's teach eight-year-olds and 10 year olds and teenagers, these skills so that they can, and so that they can either choose to use them uh, for the rest of their lives or not, but at least they know what they are. Yeah. Well, and also to train teachers to know how to create a, a classroom that has that as a fundamental skill. Oh, so, I just want to live 20,000 lives. 
<laughs> and by the way, uh, in, in in case we didn't tell you, you are king for the day on the Bob and Joy show. Uh, so I just want you to get that. Um, so we've talked about education uh, and what you would do with seven and eight-year-olds. Tell us a little bit about your work at Duke uh, in terms of helping leaders there learn the basic skills of self-awareness and self-management. Tell us what you do. Um, I'm involved in a couple of leadership programs uh, in the Duke Med School one is called the Fagan Leadership Program, which is a select group of 30 to 35 students and residents um, on a nine-month journey to develop to, to develop them as leader physician leaders, with the focus being emotional intelligence. The med school writ large, um, and we. Uh, with the same focus of trying to develop and work some curriculum into the Duke Med School basic curriculum to teach students, again, basic skills of leadership. And when I say the word leadership, I mean uh, influencing others. That's the most, that's my most uh, basic definition of leadership is influencing others. And a way to influence others is to be uh a foundational skill to be able to influence others is a you got to be able to influence yourself and then b how do you influence others foundational skills sounds like a broken record or self-awareness and self-management and then relationship management in terms of uh, other people so that's what i do so let me ask you this uh you talked earlier on saying that resilience and and burnout are like shoes and socks, salt and pepper. So talk to us a little bit about resilience from, you know, your training and what you do in your position. Uh, and can that be learned? The answer is yes, 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 times a million. Um, can resilience be learned? Again, resilience is the, is the ability to... Um, bounce back from in, from adversity or from being burned out. Um, the, uh, I learned when I was, did some work with the positive psychology department at the University of Pennsylvania, they use the metaphor of bouncing ball, a ball that bounces is the metaphor for resilience. Um, and so can you learn the skills of resilience? The, again, we're back to the broker reg, record. In order to be resilient, you have to be self-aware and self-managed. You have to be aware that you need to, you have to be aware of the trauma. You have to be aware that the trauma, now when I say aware of the trauma, you know, um, your best friend is killed in a car wreck. Of course, you're aware that your best friend was killed in a car wreck. What you, what you may or may not be aware of is what that is doing to you cognitively and emotionally. So that's the awareness that we're talking about. We're not, we're not talking about the awareness of the trauma. We're talking about what that is doing to you physically, psychologically, and emotionally, and spiritually. And so if you practice the skills of emotional intelligence, specifically self-awareness and self-management, um, and a little bit this gets into, and we could, we haven't talked about how do you practice those skills? How do you become more self-aware? It's a whole different topic, but they are skills 
that you can learn. So the answer to your question, Bob, can you learn to be resilient? Yes. If you learn how to self-manage based on a high level of self-awareness, you will have the skills necessary to be resilient and, and bounce back from burnout, trauma, broken marriage, car wreck, friend blown up in a car bomb. Um, the other thing, you know, as I got through the morbid examples, um, you know, and, and we don't talk about this much. I don't even talk about this much. It just kind of hit me. You know, you, you need to be resilient on um, or self-aware and self-manage on wonderful things. New grandkids, winning the lottery, uh, new promotion, you know, even good news wonderful news in our lives is still impacting us emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically. And so, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, when we think of resilience and burnout, we're, we're, we're in the negative frame. Uh, however, I would argue it, it, good news, bad news, neutral news, you know, uh, neutral news. The, uh, the Red Sox won the series last night. I guess for, for me, that's neutral news because I'm, I'm just a baseball fan. Um, but all of that kind of stuff has impact on us, whether we're aware of it or not. Yeah, yeah certainly parenting. Pardon me? I said certainly you need it in parenting as your kids go through their own development where you have to readjust how you relate to them and the explosions come when the, that isn't there. And that takes incredible self-management as well. Yeah. Hey. Hold back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're close to time. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd like us to, to kind of share some thoughts uh, that will leave our listeners perhaps looking at the next step for them based on today's conversations. I'll start by Joyce. Do you have other comments or questions for Joe? The Blind Spots of Power, which is a book I'm writing, is all about becoming more self-aware. It's needed everywhere. I love that term, uh, Joyce, blind spots. Uh, blind spots uh, is a huge piece of uh, Emotional intelligence, and, and obviously, by definition, it's it's a lack of, of awareness of something about you. It's a blind spot. We all have blind spots, and it's kind of important to. Uh, you know, it gets back a little bit of my story. You know, I had huge blind spots. And that's what was causing me uh, huge blind spots due to a lack of awareness. And until those until those blind spots are exposed to you by significant others or tragic events or whatever, you know, you're going to keep going on the train ride blind oh, until, until, yeah. until you can see. You know, Joyce and I just were guests on a podcast that's totally dedicated to uh, uh, taking the learnings and enjoying failure. Um, and the whole sense that there's opportunity in failure. And it sounds like in your stories, that's clearly the case. Joe, what um, parting thoughts might you have? Again, first of all, thanks for inviting me on your podcast. Uh, I love these topics. I think they're so important. 
my closing comments are are we all will be better versions of ourselves if we become more self-aware and more uh, and increase our ability to self-manage. And the, again, these are skills just like playing the piano, cooking, uh, changing the oil, changing the tire in your car, uh, hitting a backhand in tennis. These are all skills that you can practice, 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 and you'll get better at them if you do. So they're not, they're not, uh, I guess I say it all the time. It's not philosophical mumbo jumbo BS. I mean, these are tangible, tangible skills, just like a tennis serve. It's no different. It's literally, well, one's a physical skill. This is a, a cognitive and emotional skill. But these are skills you can learn. And when you do, I would argue for most people, they'll be game changers in their lives if they if they are interested in that. What, what gives me hope? So thanks, Joe. What gives me hope? Um, I just read this morning, there was a poll by Robert Wood Johnson uh, Foundation that looked at uh, burnout in our country over the last 20 months. And the poll indicated that more than half of the people admitted to being burnout. Uh, and, and so what you just said gives hope for those of us uh, that are in that uh, condition and hopefully we'll get to the other side. So thanks for being with us. I enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, say goodbye, Joyce. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcast. Until the next time, be well and be safe.